welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I am talking about uh, don't bite the hands that feed you. Ooh. And that is customer centricity and the importance of uh, customers and how we service them better and all the fun things surrounding customers. Damn, well, I love it. Um, pay attention, ladies and gentlemen. I know you spoke <laughs> last week and it was amazing. Oh, appreciate it. Thank you. Cool. So everybody get dialed in. This is Judge Graham. And I am talking today about don't bite the hands that feed you. And this is the concept all about customer centricity and for those that that have a business or getting into business we focus so much time on constantly chasing new sales new business and real businesses are built on on the the premise of keeping and growing existing customers in concert with getting new ones Right. And, and so I want to read just a quick definition of what customer centric 
um, customer centricity, I can't even talk today, being customer centristic is, it's a strategy in a culture of doing business that focuses on creating the best experience for the customer, right? Client-centric businesses ensure that the customer is at the center of businesses' philosophy, operations, or ideas. So I want to pause for a second and think about that in, in your current business, whether you're um, in a business, you own a business, you manage a business. When's the last time you became a customer? Right? Think about the last time you actually went through the experience of being a customer. And what I was think that? I just heard somebody chomping on an apple there, Judge Graham. Did you hear that? It's not me. It sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good, though. It sounds good. Take a bite out of business, but be a customer. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Take a bite out of business. <laughs> what exactly? I'm glad you're here this morning, man. Hey, this this format is always so still foreign to me, right? Because I'm so used to like seeing people, right? And so and being on the uh, the audio. So glad glad you chimed in. I want to make sure that people were there. <laughs> Yeah, um, we're here. Keep we're talking. Here. Yes, yes. We are here. Judge is a feedback kind of guy. We're he loves here. feedback. So you guys are giving feedback throughout his segments all the time. So he feels comfortable and he knows he's not talking to a wall. Yeah, that's <laughs> good. So the, this idea, Glenn, right? I mean, being customer centric and really understanding um, the power of it is is really summed up in the stat, right? It costs five x as much to attract a new customer than keep an existing one. Think about that, 5X. And we constantly chase new customers, right? Because that's what we've been taught. And I'm not saying you don't need to, to continue to do that, but you need to spend as much time or more cultivating and taking care of your current base because they're much easier to sell to existing happy customers. And they're very costly if they leave. And, and one of the easiest ways to, to embody that is becoming a customer, right? I mean, going through your process. When's the last time you became a customer of, of whatever your product or service is? What's, what's that experience like from when you submit a lead or you call in and, and you get handed off to a salesperson, to the negotiation process, to the back and forth process, to the timing process, to the process that requires you to do work to buy the product or service, to having a um, you know extensive agreement that you're not comfortable signing. Like what, what what's your current process look like? And I would challenge you that in that process, there's lots of opportunity to be get better, to be faster, to compress it, to make it easier for the customer. And especially as we grow and we get further and further away from the customer and more, you know, on the business versus in the business, we lose sight of that. And, and it becomes like a leaky bucket and you start to lose customers and you're not sure why. And it's, it's because potentially your process is really bad. Your support is really bad. You work so hard on getting an account and you hand it off and the experience sucks. Glenn, you, you feel me, right, on that? Totally 100% feel you, bro. Totally 100%. And uh, it's funny that you say that because sometimes I will go through, you know, or I, actually I should say it the other way. Sometimes I will, an error or an issue will, will pop up and I'll find out it's been there for months because I didn't go through and do what you're talking about right here, which is really walking through the process as a customer consistently and making sure that it's a, it's a smooth, frictionless experience, right? It's all about a smooth, frictionless experience. Yeah, that, and, and it's also important that, to understand that, you know, your customers break up into probably different segments, right? You have different types of customers, right? And so I think it's important to build customer personas or customer avatars that fit within kind of the DNA of the type of customer you have, right? You may have a higher valued customer, right? That, that, that needs more attention because they're at a different price point um, versus a lower valued. Or you start segmenting and you start looking at demographic and psychographic um, of, of your customers, right? You may have 
Um, you know, in, in my previous businesses, you know, we had several customers, right? We, I owned a digital marketing and advertising agencies and our customers, you know, one customer could represent three or four different people within, in that customer avatar, right? We could have a, a CEO, we could have a CMO, we could have somebody in procurement, we could have a junior um, media director, right? Each one of these people are customers and what they want and care about, what pain they have, you know, what perceived notions of good and bad they have of how you're doing, what success looks like to them, how they want to communicate is all different based on that individual. And if we as an organization don't really start to teach our, our folks, not only to, to, to understand the importance of, of servicing the customer well, but understanding what's happening right now with the customer, right? And Glenn, I can use a great example of that. If, if you're servicing me and I'm an account, I want a phone call. Right, maybe a text. I don't want a TikTok message. I don't want a Facebook message. I don't want to get hit in Slack. Right, but maybe a 23, 24 year old, um, you know, person you're working with, that may be the form of communication they want. Those things matter as little as, as simple as that sounds, that matters on how you even communicate with them. Right, how do you value their time? All these things become super super important and i think there's such an opportunity right now with this kind of what i would call the the lost art of communication i mean we're we're trying to automate everything right hey we'll get a bot to do this hey we'll get a a, a chat bot to, to to answer all those questions or you know we'll we'll create um a piece of technology that will email everybody and just you know automate everything and put them into a funnel all of that's you know well and good, but I think we've almost gotten too far from that. And there's a real opportunity to, to bring back and humanize the experience of customer support, customer service. Because again, these companies that understand the power of, of not just winning, but keeping, and even more importantly, growing customers, there's the ones that have the longevity. They're the ones that, that scale and get the exit. And it's, it's something that I think could be a competitive advantage right now um, to, to really think about, right? I mean, what, wh who in your organization, you know, Matt Monero and I talk about this all the time. You have a, you have a department that's, that's customer love, right? Solely focused on not upselling, not necessarily doing support, but just checking in on the customer. You know, I've, I've, I have a statement I say all the time. It's like, if you're not in front of it, you can't get ahead of something that more than likely will be fatal. And what I mean by that is, if you're not consistently proactive with your customers, your existing customers, talking to them, uh, helping them in shaping your product and service moving forward, making sure things are okay, by the time they do talk to you, it's usually fatal, right? If you're not doing a great job in being proactive and on the offense on that, by the time an existing customer, depending on the, the type of business you have, reaches out, it's usually not good news, right? How I can, can totally, you do it? I, I can totally speak to that, Judge, um, with my dealers, as far as in the 800% Elite Auto Club. You know, one of the things, we asked for some feedback, uh, <clears throat> I guess it was about 12 months ago, asked for some feedback and the feedback that we got was, the training's amazing, we absolutely love it, we're getting results, the only thing that's missing is we don't have an opportunity to really have conversations with you, right? Because I was doing live training and the training was me talking for that whole hour and, and, and so major feedback from all of these, you know, these are all multi-millionaires running, you know, large-scale businesses. And the thing that they said missed, they were missing the most from the training was the conversational piece, being able to have actual conversations. And so we adjusted our model and we've had tremendous results as far as retaining our customers. Our, our dealers do not leave the, the, the platform. And then we went above and beyond 
And now I have uh, Jessica, and Jessica's in charge of our customer uh, connections and, and, and relationships. And so every month, Jessica goes through and she finds like little gifts or different things that she knows um, that these dealers would like or appreciate. And so every month we're sending something out, right? Like we're sending out jackets or we're sending out, we sent them all drones um, one month because we knew they could use those in their dealerships, like little things like that to just keep those customers that we currently have incredibly happy. And then I've had the backside of that where we didn't have those communications and you're hundred percent right. They call me and I'm like, uh oh, I know where this is going. I haven't heard from them in forever, you know? And then uh, that conversation is typically fatal, like you said. So I can definitely speak to exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, the litmus test right now is if you're listening to this and you see a client call you and you get anxiety, you got a problem. No <laughs> like, doubt, no doubt. That, that, that's the problem now. People that's listen, real talk right yes, there. Yes, yes. And the people listening that, you know, maybe sell widgets or, or you know, thousands of, of, of units of a product, it's, you know, it's, it's a little different, right, than, Glenn, what, what you're doing. But this conversation, these principles can be applied to, to whatever, whether it's consultative, you know, service-based business, or you are in widgets. And, Glenn, you bring up something really important. It's like when you really get smart in your business, when I, you know, you'd be a pretty mature business. you got to have enough clients to do this. But you should do this deep dive segmentation DNA exercise of your customers. And, and really start to, to, to score them in the CRM or provide a value. So um, whether it's you or somebody in your organization that's talking to them, there's some sort of persona tied to that customer, right? This person, it, you know, this is the forms of communication they like. This person needs more attention. This person cares more about this than that, right? When you get that dialed in, you're able to start providing real value outside of just your normal, you know, baseline product or service. And again, it, it, it scale with thousands and thousands of customers that becomes, you know, somewhat difficult, but if you do it from the jump and you come up with, in my business, there's always going to be these six types of personas in customers. And this is what they typically care about. Here's what they like to, how they like to be communicated. Um, these are their pain points. This is how they want to treat with, be treated with time, et cetera, whatever it is. Now you can scale that because you've taken the time strategically to map back these personas to customers. And that's and not, that's not out of reach. Like right now, most companies, you know, you keep track of people's like anniversaries or their birthdays, right? Like we've been doing that forever. Okay. This is when their birthday is, this is when their anniversary is, we'll send them a happy birthday or a thank you or whatever. And that's just like, it's, it's flat, right? It falls flat. So just changing those indicators a little bit, you know, like how do they like to be communicated with? That's a great question. We can store that. It's really, really easy. Um, what type of, you know, uh, what type of feedback do we get as far as uh, the different personality types, right? We could label them with a personality type. Are they a shark? Are they a, a, a flamingo? Are they an urchin, right? Knowing their personality type and labeling them that way. So I don't think what you're saying is like, even, even at full scale, you know, no. you know it's, it's easy if you just have a couple key indicators, right? Yeah, yeah. And I love the analogy of animals, right? A shark could be, you know, must have, you know, uh, you know, very, you know, wants analytical, you know, analytics, moves fast, wants to be communicated in these forms, and is all about results, right? And you've got Flamingo that enjoys more of a conversation, cares more about, you know, the, the, the process and, or whatever it is, right? But now you have a real opportunity if you have a customer love department to, to get some, some insight and be proactive in reaching out and understanding like what people care about, right? Um, big, 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 big thing. I mean, the, the easiest one, you know, and, and I tell everybody that ever um, works with me is just always flip it, right? If this experience you're providing, whatever department you're in, you're selling, you're servicing, you're installing, you're customer support. If you would reverse that and you were on the other end of whatever that is, the phone, the project, the buying process, you know, the, 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 the install process, how would you feel about it? 
Would you be happy on how your time was being treated? Was your expectation of what you're having to do okay? And are you comfortable with the price you're paying? I mean, it's that simple, Glenn. I mean, just reverse it. And, and then all of a sudden, you know, if people would just operate like, man, this is how I would want to be treated. Or, yeah, they, for this level of cost, if I was to buy it, I feel good that I'm, I'm, I'm delivering that. And, and we get caught up, right? Your employees get caught up. You, you get caught up. And, you know, it, it can get toxic in an organization where it's like, well, the client's wrong. Let me be clear. Clients are always right. You want a real freaking business, you want to make some money, the client is right. The answer is the client. Okay? Take 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 ownership in it. Right? Even when potentially it could be your fault, it doesn't matter. The perception matters more and the client is always right in all circumstances. And until you get real with that and pivot and adjust for that, it's going to be a tough road. Right, so treat time and money like it was your own. Over communicate. This is one I think again, I think is a cheat code, especially right now. Over communicate with, with things that matter, right? I'm not talking about automations and, and hitting them every day with a structured content plan with an email came, campaign. Over freaking communicate. Right? I would much rather a client call me and say, God, judge, man. Your, your, your people keep calling me like they're everything is good. We're happy. Um, all good on the project. They told me it was going to get pushed back a little bit. No worries. But man, damn, tell them to chill out a little bit. Right. I mean, that's the phone call you want, because if you're not over communicating, you're not identifying potential fatalities. OK, always know the client. You may be doing a thousand other things in the company and servicing a thousand other customers. That customer doesn't care. Zero fucks. All they care about is their account, is the money they spent with you. And until we kind of understand that, right, and, and understand that it's very important to them, right? And so getting an update, understanding the process, delivering bad news quickly, communicating is key. I found it so much better, no matter what the circumstances, if you're ahead of it and you communicate it, even when it's really bad, people appreciate it. Even if they're really pissed off, they still appreciate it versus you skirting it and they have an anxiety and being nervous about it. So you want to you wanna communicate and over-communicate. Um, create listening and feedback loops, right? This is another cheat code. Right? If your organization isn't set up to constantly be understanding where you can get better and getting that from the customer, the customer should be shaping your processes, your product, your service, your pricing. Right? If you don't have feedback loops, this is, again, another cheat code where a, a customer love agent could play such an important role. Hey, Mr. Customer, I'm just calling you. you calling you to check in. Well, you're trying to sell me something? No, Mr. Customer, we're just, just checking in. Want to make sure you're happy with your account team? Want to make sure you're happy with the project? We want to see, you know, how, how are you using it? Where you think it could be improved? What we could do better? And oh, by the way, do you have anybody else that may, may be interested in this? Big, big opportunity, right? Your, your current customers are full of dollars, right? Referrals. Those customers that are using your product or service more than likely have friends or peers that are probably similar to them that would need the product and service. And if we're not tapping into that and making sure they're happy, then we can extract, once they're happy, all those acres of diamonds and gold um, within that referrals. Um, the other thing is just shut up and listen, right? We do, we do such a poor job of, of trying to explain things and, and we just talk. Right. And sometimes we, we, we talk and, and identify things that the customer doesn't even wasn't even aware of and could potentially hurt us. And so just really do start to do a really good job of listening. Right. Hey, Mr. Customer, I, I know you're upset with this. Um, help me understand what we can do to make it better and then shut up. I don't 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 offer out the solution yet or the excuse of why, but do a good job of listening.
right? You'll learn a lot when you listen. Um, update your buying and delivery process, right? I talked about this. Become a customer at least every 90 days, especially if you're a growing business, right? Go through that process. What do your agreements look like? If you're asking for payment, have you made it easy? It frustrates the shit out of me when I work with somebody and I'll get an invoice via email and the only option is to mail it in, like a check or something. If this is your money, what is the process to collect your money? But I don't want to pay that 3%. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is, right? I mean, fuck, you should take, take crypto, take PayPal, take a courier pigeon, take a check, take wire. Make it easy for them to pay. Think how busy people are. Think how busy you are. Hundreds of emails a day. If I get an invoice and I'm happy with the, the product or service and they've made it easy, meaning I'm on my mobile device, I'm in a shitty sales service area, I'm on my laptop and within a couple clicks, I can pay. The likelihood of me paying quickly and in the moment that you send me that invoice is radically increased. Now send me an invoice and tell me you need a check and you're going to make me work to pay you? Dude, I'm going to get another 100 emails today and you're going to get buried. Now what do we got to do? You're, you're behind on cash flow. You got to call a collection agency. They're going to call me. I'm going to be more pissed off than now they're calling me. It's just a problem. Make it frictionless. Make it easy. What's your agreement look like? If it's not in DocuSign, it's probably a problem. If it's more than a page, it's probably a problem. If it requires an attorney, their attorney to look at it, it's probably a problem. Right? How fast are you getting back to your leads? All these things matter. Radically change your business, right? I mean, radically. They compress time. They get you paid faster. They get you more deals closed. If you take anything from this, this clubhouse session today, it's go back through your process and make it more frictionless for the customer, right? Train your team members to become customer centric, right? This, this isn't a, you know, this is a learned skill. This starts with the leadership, the culture of the organization, right? People have to be trained on how to be more customer centric. So I would encourage you, if you don't, you don't have a training program on that, you should, right? This is how we handle an upset customer. This is how we constantly, this is the minimum amount that we reach out. We over-communicate here, right? Every 90 days, we look at our processes. If a, if a customer calls in and, and, you know, this is the issue, this is how we respond. You know, if, that, if those things aren't in place, you're leaving it up to that individual to make calls on that customer that you spent so much money on that cost 5x more to get a new one than to keep the existing. And if you're losing them, big problem. Big, big, big problem. And then just. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. I love the statement. A satisfied customer is the best business strategy of all. Think about that. A satisfied customer is the best business strategy of all. Right? They're your biggest sales force. People that love your product and service, they evangelize it for you, right? When you really get customer centricity dialed in and you're scaling and you have hundreds and thousands of customers and they're happy customers, a couple things. One, you're building a good business that has low attrition, meaning people, customers are not attriting and leaving, which provides a high, high enterprise value on your organization, which will allow you to sell for a lot of money, right? But people that buy businesses care more about the keeping than the getting. Let me repeat that. People that buy businesses for real money 
care more about the keeping of the customer than the getting of the customer. Okay, because they want to buy a business where there's 99% predictability in revenue. And when you keep customers at a high tick rate, now they can forecast out revenue because it's predictable. Man, you, you keep customers for an average of nine months. That's amazing. I can now predict when I overlay marketing campaigns and bigger sales organizations, the thing I care about is I can go get the sales, but can we keep them? Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yes, Judge. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> and so, and then once you, once you can keep those customers, now you can activate them, right? You can activate them into referrals. And, and that becomes magical, right? A happy, satisfied customer is the best strategy of all is activating them. All right. So that's my, 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 uh, my segment of rant just around the importance of customer centricity. And, you know, I, I stated, I always like to do a visual. It's like, you know, don't bite the hands that feed you. And, you know, again, it's just, we get so caught up in getting the customer. We need to really invest on keeping and growing those customers because that's where the acres of diamonds um, and, and all the money's at. So with that, I'm going to open up any questions, thoughts, concerns. Yo, Judge, this is Sheila. First of all, my biggest concern is there are no concerns. You did amazing. Thank you so much for everything you shared. Activation on the way. Would you say? Oh, I said you're amazing. I said my only concern is there are no concerns and you did amazing. And now we're all activated. So thank you so much for your share. For sure, for sure. Does anybody uh, have any questions around customer centricity or have a different viewpoint on it? Y'all better speak up. Speak up, speak up, speak up. You are in the room with the one and only Judge Graham here on Breakfast with Champions. This is a guy who has built and exited multiple companies. He's a killer. He's a friend of mine. And he's absolutely a beast. So here it is. This is your opportunity to pick his brain. This dude don't come cheap. Are you kidding me? So those that have questions, please speak up. Flash your mics, flash your mics, flash your mics, flash your mics. If you are here and on the stage and activated, let's see, let's see. <clears throat> Where are we at? Is Glenn, everybody... I think everyone's just scared because his name is Judge. So they feel like they're going to get judged. But I <laughs> feel like he's got a big old heart that's ready for these questions. <laughs> well, I also know the app's been a little strange today. At one point, it had me in the audience, even though I was on the stage. And I had all the stage privileges, but I was in the audience. So I know the app has been weird. They just did an update. Just flash your mics if you are here and in the room. And you can hear my voice. There we go. Okay, I see a few. But interestingly enough, there are quite a few in the room that are not flashing. Gotta love technology. Flash your mics, yeah, flash your mics. Lindy's asking you to flash your mics. Was that you, it's Sheila? me, of course. She said she was activated. I'm activated. That was dope. That was dope right there. I love it. Okay, good, 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 good. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do two things. Uh, one, and I see some people have raised their hands, so we're going to get to them. And if you have a question for Judge or something that you want to share uh, based on, on the information that he just gave us, then uh, I will get to you in just a second. But I do want to do something while I have everybody's attention. So Judge, again, is uh, quite an incredible human to be around he completely transformed and changed my business in just a matter of a, a few hours uh, spending some time with them at a workshop over there in texas and helped me to really scale and, and and double my revenue and like right away and we're continuing to build on that which i'm so grateful for and so i want to make sure that uh, everyone gets an opportunity to spend some time with him he's going to be here with us for another half hour so if you would, please, there's a new feature here on the app. Do you see that little circular kind of recycle looking button down there at the bottom? That is a, a new share feature that we have here on Clubhouse. And this allows you to share the room. So before you could hit the plus sign, you could ping people into the room, but you can actually share the room out into the feeds. And I would love to learn a little bit about this feature and it's gonna take your help to do so. So if you would do me a huge favor, 
hit that little share button down there and just share right here into Clubhouse. Now, if you want to go the extra mile and share it into your social media feeds or so on and so forth, dope! I appreciate it. However, for this particular trial right here, what I'd like to see is I want to see what happens to this room if everyone that is here and activates hits that share button and shares it out into the hallway, all right? Because, uh, again, we don't want to grow alone, and these are not strategies that we need to hoard or keep to ourselves. Judge is freely sharing them with our Breakfast of Champions room, and I know that there are some entrepreneurs out there uh, that need some of the wisdom that this dude drops. So do me a favor, hit the plus button, invite some friends, and then also hit that share button. I think I just saw eight more shares. That's dope. Okay, there we go. Sorry, Glenn, it's Sheila. Good How morning, Glenn. In the clubhouse hallway, just yeah, by pinging so more people. Nope, you hit the little recycle button that says share, and then right there at the top it says share on clubhouse. I just did, that? Glenn. Good morning, Glenn. Hey, thank you. Good morning. How are you? Love you, Glenn. Uh, I'm I'm excellent. Lovely, lovely to just hear all your voices and listening quietly. Thank you, thank Glenn. You. Thank you, Luis. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, I see the shares. The shares have jumped from... You're the best. You're the best from 46. <laughs> we're up to 80 now. Okay, great. That's 35 more shares. I love it. I love it. You guys are activating, which I appreciate. Sheila, did you find the, the share button? You know, I, I'm not updated, I guess. I don't see that particular button, but maybe it's a clubhouse conspiracy. We'll get it. We'll get it. I shared it on Twitter and everywhere else for now. Y'all keep okay. pinging. Yep, keep pinging. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Okay, cool. And we're going to watch what that does to the room over time. So while we're doing that, go ahead and flash those mics if you are now prepared uh, to hit my man Judge Graham with a question or um, some feedback on what he just shared. I see Melissa. Go ahead, Melissa. Good morning, everyone. Um, so I had a quick question. I work actually in the cannabis industry, which is a super nascent industry. And it's been very hard to create like normal business practices because there's a lot of traditional um, people within the market and they're very set in their ways. So I guess my question for you is how do you recommend creating a better like normal business acumens like being able to, uh, you know, get pay your bills on time to respond to emails in a timely matter? How do you kind of change that culture of an entire industry without being pushy and turning people off. So so the so the question is is reaching out to is it is it your customers or is it the industry you're having so, an issue being No, no, so it's the customers. I work in distribution, so I sell wholesale to dispensaries across the state of California. And it's more of how do I train my buyers to do more professional business practices. Got it. And yeah. Mm -hmm. without being pushy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. So, I mean, I, what I would do is I would look at, I mean, out of all your customers, do you have one that you just love and wish everybody was like that customer? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so so I would mimic that, right? I mean, I would I would sit down and, and take time, right? And not not mentally, right? I mean, I think I think as entrepreneurs, we think we take the, the proper amount of time to really to, to put rigor on something, and we usually don't. And what I mean by that is, I would sit down and I would map out like, okay, why is this a great customer, right? What, what are the things that, that make them great? And then what are the activities that I'm doing that yield that outcome that I like? And then I would map all that, right? Whether it's, you know, on your laptop, a piece of paper, or a napkin, whatever it is. And then I would call that individual and, and I would talk them through and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having this challenge. You're amazing, but this, this is what's going on with everybody else. Can you walk me through a day in the life of like, you know, what goes on and, and, and you know, you're, you're receptive, but why aren't they? And, you know, maybe you'll learn some nuances of there's certain hours during the day people are not going to be responsive or they're more responsive at night or, you know, it's just going to take you what I call like double clicking, really just dissecting that great customer, reaching out to him or her and really just trying to extract out exactly like, you know, hey, why, you know, help me out here, right? You're a customer, you understand this. And then, you know, I would just put massive effort around it, right? And and I think it's okay to hound people, right? I mean, you know, we're, we we get so uncomfortable of, it goes back to what I was talking about communicating, like over communicate. We're all so busy, right? I mean, think about how many 
time someone is reaching out to you, whether it's through a social platform, whether it's a text, whether it's an email, whether it's a call in, and on top of that, you're, you know, if you have a family and you're raising kids or, you know, whatever it is, right. We're just busy. And if we don't catch them in the moment that matters to them, that they can respond, it gets pushed down. And so I'm, I'm a firm believer, you know, it may take somebody three or four times to, to text me, but if they catch me in that right moment, I can respond. And so I would I would continue to do the dissection of, of figuring out why that customer is great. And then I would get aggressive. Right. I don't I don't ever think it's an issue ever not to be aggressive. Thank you so much. I super appreciate that advice. And I think shadowing him will give me a lot of insight on how he is so organized. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the other thing is offer up to people, right? I mean, if you're seeing a a constant issue in that industry that they're they're failing at, I mean, maybe you spin up a free resource on on how to make them better, and it becomes your Trojan horse, right? And it's it's you know, or, or you tap into somebody that has a business course or something, and you offer it, and you give it to them for free, or you know, you could also do it in in that way. I love that. Helping them get better helps you. Thank you so much for that. Uh-huh. Beautiful. I love it. Who's next? It could be anything. Doesn't need to be around customer centricity or so crazy. This room is always hey, so talkative. so quiet today. Y'all scared of my man Judge Graham? No. May I confess? This is Miss Phillips. Yes, you may confess. It was me that was munching on that apple. <laughs> Ooh, she's taking a bite out of business. Get it, girl. Yeah. But, but was, it, was it a honey crisp apple? What kind of apple was it? <laughs> was it a pink, a pink lady? Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. That's you know good... what? And I had something to say, but I was so embarrassed. <laughs> I just wanted to hide. I almost ran off the whole path. But the information was so amazing. And you know what? I'm learning from coming into groups like this. And Judge, um, I noticed you have a beard. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing my daughter and I, we were working on a project last year, uh, a beard bomb co- a collection for men. Uh-huh. And just listening to the information that I gathered from you could help me. She's at work right now, but I'm running the behind the scene business. So I learned a lot from you, especially Good. when it's, when you uh, spoke on uh, the customers. I was flashing my mic, but I almost wanted to run away. I, <laughs> I back channeled you just to let you know I do apologize for munching, but it was too good for me to <laughs> go and eat and miss out. So I just wanted to say that. Forgive yeah. me, everyone. Uh, awesome. Thank Don't you. worry. Pink, pink ladies <laughs> are good. I get it. All right. So funny. <laughs> anybody else any anybody have a problem on you know the the stresses of being an entrepreneur the dealing with a, a disgruntled employee i mean i uh i've i've lived you know probably probably all of that and more so happy to give some insight and counsel wherever i can i'm looking i'm looking i'm looking See Tyler flashing. Tyler. Hello. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys? Hi, Tyler. How are you? I'm wonderful. You um, have a beautiful sun. Is that a beautiful sun I saw on your Instagram? Yes, I'm in sunny Florida. Yeah, that's this, and that's your boy. You have a son, right? Is that right? No, I have a daughter. Daughter. Yeah, yeah, daughter. That's what it was. I don't know. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful daughter. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I have a quick question. Um, Right now, I am pretty new into uh, the personal training industry. And right now, we converted my friend's uh, garage into a home gym. And right now, we're training about 17 to 20 people. Um, Between the trainers, myself, my friend, and my boyfriend, we are the coaches and, of course, the CEOs and owners. we have an issue with the chemistry between us when it comes to like training and, um, you know, like into implementing a positive culture. And I wanted to ask you, how would I, I mean, how do you go about, um, 
handling all the different personality types. Well, how you have to handle that starts starts with you and, and on your core values, right? So like within, in your business, what are the, you know, I, I like to use four words. What are the four words that embody the organization or the environment that you want to exude? And you have to project those out and you may lose clients, right? But you'll never have continuity or a culture until you plant a flag. And what I mean by that is, somebody's got to draw a line, right? I mean, you, you've got to say, you know, hey, we're about, you know, one of my core values is fearless, right? And fearless comes with a certain kind of attitude and a certain way of doing things and a certain kind of swagger and aggressiveness. And to be a part of my culture, to be a client of my culture, to be an employee of my culture, whatever, you got to be about that action. You got to be about that fearlessness is part of the culture. And when you start getting like-minded people, that's the only way you can build tribes and culture, right? But if you don't have a culture in place that you're willing to say, hey, you don't, you don't fit the culture, it's not going to be good fit here, then you're going to constantly be against that uncomfortableness and that issue. Right. Um, I guess it makes it really just difficult because the people that I'm doing business with, um, I'm extremely close to, like one is my boyfriend slash the father of my kid, and then the other one's um, my best friend. And I feel like uh, we bump heads a lot. Um, and I just, what would be like a good opportunity or way that we can come together and figure out how to handle each other's, um, you know, different personalities. Yeah. I think y'all need to sit down, um, and, and have that one that fierce conversation, right. And, and try to have it in a, you know, a non-threatening environment is, 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 is possible, right? But you need to, to talk that out and you guys need to get aligned on, you know, as a business, this is how we need to operate. We need to get aligned on our core values, right? And one of those may be, you know, whatever it is, uh, respect, or, and there may have to be some give and take on what those end up being. But, you know, I, I've never seen this, this movie end well. And so I think that you're asking the right question and, you know, you need to address it head on and you guys need to have that fierce conversation and hopefully there can be some common ground that everybody gets aligned on. And then now you guys rally around, you know, that core value and those, those, those cultural things. And in that moment that you're together, you know, working on the business and providing that, you know, you guys are all unified on that. And then, you know, as you know, you go off into your personal lives, you know, you can do whatever, but you, you got to get that addressed because it's just going to get worse. Okay, thank you so much for your advice. I appreciate you so much. Mm. Yeah, and I can totally speak to that, Judge. I think it's so incredibly important in those relationships that we have, those conversations that can be a little bit uh, maybe awkward um, initially, but it becomes more comfortable as you do it more often. And just setting real clear expectations. I think that one of the biggest mistakes that people make in relationships, people, the mistakes that people make in their businesses, people, mistake that people makes with themselves is, is having clear, defined, agreed upon expectations. And I think that that's the, uh, that last part, the agreed upon part. <laughs> Sometimes people miss, right? There's business leaders yeah. that are like, well, here's the expectations. This is what you have to do. And if you don't do it, you're out of here, right? And the person on the other side is like, well, how? I mean, that's ridiculous. It's impossible. Like, you can't even do it. You're not providing this, 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 and that, right? So if it's not agreed that, yeah, this is the way we want to go, then it still can cause contention having clear expectations. And so having those conversations, and like I have had with my wife, like, hey, um, you know, she has expectations when it comes to um, homeschooling our kids, the things that she loves to do and provides for our family there at the house. I have certain expectations uh, of her and she has expectations of me when it comes to what I'm doing in business and the amount of days that I travel a year. Like we literally look down at the whole year and we're like, okay, Glenn, you're, you can travel 115 days a year, the other 250 days we want you here. So, so we, we, we know all those things going in. So there's no surprises, right? We have vacations mapped out for the whole year. We have um, our date nights set up uh, 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 throughout the year. We have times with just me and my kids, like 
all of those things, because if we don't set the clear expectations, then when something comes up, there's just too much room for disagreement, miscommunication, uh, bitterness, uh, not feeling valued, all of those things come into play. And so I think you're, you're, you're spot on, man, when it's, it's just a little bit awkward conversation, but it gets easier. And then you realize once you have those agreed upon clear expectations, all relationships, business, customer, or personal become uh, just, they, they just get enhanced. They become that much better. Yeah. And it, the, the other thing I echo on that is we so often connect dots that may or may not exist. And what I mean by that is, you know, an example, if, you know, one of my business partners comes at me a certain way, you know, and I don't immediately say, Hey man, I, you know, I really appreciate the way, you know, you responded to me that way, or, you know, is this what you mean by that? If I just let that go and let it upset me or let things fester, then you start to connect dots that may not even be there, right? Where if you would just immediately address it and say, hey, I don't really appreciate you coming at me that way, or I, you know, is this, is this what's wrong? And they're like, oh no, I, you know, I didn't mean to do that. Or, you know, oh, I, you took offense to that. And you, you start to communicate and get it addressed, but you know, nothing is worse than letting things fester. Right. And, and, and all of a sudden you just create this uncomfortableness that may not even need to be there. And then all of a sudden, like you forget why it was even an issue and it's like, it's gotten really bad. So, you know, I would, uh, I would address it head on. Right. I think Glenn, you're spot on. It's like anybody here, whether it's a family member, a loved one, an employee, anything, if you're, if you're struggling right now and you're, you're, you know, hurt by them or you have an issue with them or there's something that needs to get addressed, just rip the bandaid off and have that fierce conversation um, in order to, to make it better. Is it okay to jump in, Glenn? Absolutely. Go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Good morning, Judge. Good morning, everybody here. Uh, just to add a little bit to that, um, you know, you, you, Judge, you brought up a great point. Absolutely. Business, I feel, is like totally like a marriage. And the key is just communication, communication, communication. And just a small tip to offer the, the person who just asked the question was, um, I have a, a dear family member who's a dentist and what he used in his practice was, he had a bunch of employees. What he developed was at the end of the day, if two employees were like, you know, upset with each other, he would literally have like a mini wand or a little like a ruler or something. And they had to go and pass the wand one to the other. Meaning like if somebody was upset, with another employee, he or she would, before they went home, at the end of the day, they would have to give this, this you know, a ruler wand to the other person, which was an indication that, hey, there's a problem, we need to talk. And so they would sit down at the end of the day, the two of them alone, and they would have to work out the issue peacefully before they left. If they did not get to work out the issue, then he would it would escalate to the to the general dentist, and he would sit down and he would work it out. So he was adamant on saying, "Hey, we don't leave an office where we ha we have anger, resentment, animosity build up, and therefore just therefore te tears the morale down." So that's just a, just a little tip I wanted to share with you guys. Yeah, Thank great. you so much for giving me time on the stage. I appreciate it, Louise here. Yeah, yeah I, I I love that too, right? I mean, the other thing that's going to come out of that is more than likely nobody's going to want to, you know, do that exercise and they'll just start working their problems out on their own. So that's a, exactly. that's a fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to implement the wand. I like the wand. <laughs> All right. What else? Everybody just killing it in business. No, no issues, no concerns. No hey, Judge, this is Dave. Uh, I'm down a little middle of the, the stage here. Uh, I'd like to add something. Sure, bud. Uh, first of all, I, I really appreciate you bringing all this stuff up, and I, I think it's going to be um, different for people that are solopreneurs versus people that may have a team that's running frontline defense for for their their customer service or what some of those pass-offs and things may be like uh, to mm -hmm. create that experience. I just wanted to add, uh, you know, I'm here in Vegas. Part of the reason why I came to Vegas was I was very – attracted to the company culture at Zappos. Um, and that's yeah. part of the reason why I moved here. I think they're a fascinating example. Um, I've implemented a lot of the core values and customer service practices from there and also Disney. Uh, one of my mentors uh, used to be the VP of operations at Disney. And I've tried to implement some of those principles and practices into companies that I've worked for, but also for clients that I work with as well. 
I think um, one thing that people miss, and I think it all depends on how we were raised, right? And in, in how we were raised in business is a lot of times people tell you the things that you can't do. Oh, be sure and, and don't do this. You know, oh, don't do this. Make sure, make sure whatever happens, you don't do this. But I think when you talk about setting expectations, if you do have uh, a frontline defense or people that are that are passing that stuff off, or even just communication from department to department, I think a lot of times we need to ask the question, what can we do, right? And let let people create some of those those best practices uh, and offer those up as different ideas. So, hey, what can we do? And let let people chime in and let people come up with ideas of things that they can do, and then that way they won't feel so restricted. Uh, when it comes time to uh, really treat customers uh, above and beyond what's expected, above and beyond the automated processes uh, and things like that. Uh, this is Dave. I'm done speaking. Yeah, no, great, 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 great ad, Dave. I, I agree with that. And I think if the core values are set up correctly in place, that that should be, you know, those, those ability of what you can and can't do, um, and, and more importantly, to your point, can do should be, um, reflective in that, right? I mean, like, again, using my example of fearless, and if you work for my organization and you have the ability to be fearless, you can you can fail, right? You can make decisions at 70%, right? You've got to put context around that core value that gives them the the ability to be empowered um, to your level that you want them empowered. So I, uh, I totally agree with that, Dave. Love that, love that. Now, Judge, I just pinned the link up here at the top for the Burn the Ships University. Now, Burn the Ships, I went to one of your live Burn the Ships events, and it transformed my view and my perspective on my business, where I was able to immediately go back and make some make some transformations uh, within the business is really the best word to use from that for them. And that was a one and a half day workshop. Now, I know you do some online stuff, too, and you've got your university. And so I'd love for you to share for everyone here today um, how this might be valuable for them to click on that link and what they can expect uh, on the other side. So everybody's in agreement when they make the click. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. It's a, a, a free resource. It's probably nine hours of uh you know, I, I would say pretty very hard hitting tactical content with a bunch of downloads. And it's with my uh, one of my business partners, Matt Monero and I, um, and it's our version of of how to build and run and, and exit a successful business. So it literally starts from, you know, your end game and getting aligned with your partner to, you know, building your value proposition, your core values to how you operate um, your business off of one page, how you build a culture, um, how you manage your, your financials. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty cool course to get you dialed in where, wherever you are on that business journey. So, um, you know, whether you watch the whole thing or just, a, you know, it's segmented into types of, of content, um, but it's a free resource there for, for everybody on here. That's incredible, man. So you're saying it's basically the whole burn the ships workshop that I went to, but all rolled into uh, a one and they can get it for free, a hundred percent for free. Correct. Wow. Look at that. That's buddy. It. <laughs> yeah, that's dope, man. Cause you guys' content is absolute fire. Matt Monero, if you guys don't know him, uh, judge's business partner, Matt Monero has done uh, over a billion dollars in revenue with his company in the in the world of uh, transportation, as far as providing financing for big rigs, semi trucks, and those types of things. And that was a business that Matt grew uh, with his bare hands. Basically, started off with a with a little table and a and a chair and a phone dialing, just literally cold calling <laughs> all of these places back what. 25, 30 years ago, Judge, something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, now, now he's, what's that? Before the internet was even a thing. Yeah, before the internet was even a thing. And now he's built this incredible, incredible empire. So you're getting Judge, you're getting Matt, you're getting all of those things, and uh, you're getting it for free. So really the only, the only thing that we can't control over on this side is uh, will you take the action, will you watch the courses, and, and, and will you take action? 
right? Build from there. And I love how you take, how you go from the very beginning, Judge, from the, some of you are working for someone else right now, but you're aspiring to start a business. This would be an incredible course uh, for you. And then there's those of you that have been in business, but you're looking to maybe scale or there's something that's just not right. Maybe it's far more difficult than it should be. I was making it really hard on myself. I really was. I was stacking hours, stacking time. I was basically trading time for dollars. I don't know if anybody in here has ever done that before. And Judge helped me see a way that we could scale without having to add a ton of extra hours. I was actually able to reduce my hours and double my business, which is absolutely incredible. I'm so grateful for that. So make sure you pop in there and uh, click on that link. Grab yourself those video files and judge, man, I really appreciate you doing that for, for our Breakfast with Champions fam, bro. Yeah, for sure. And then anybody on this group listening, like if there's a certain topic or, you know, as I come on um, next Monday, you know, I don't know, Glenn, if you, you gather feedback from, from the audience of, you know, pressing things or questions or whatever, so I can make sure I structure content to help provide the most value to the, the group. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.